Welcome in, everybody. Hey. You know, but how do you like that tune, man? I love that. I do love that. It's really catchy. It gets stuck in my head. It does. Like after the podcast and stuff too, like yeah. hearing it and then I'll just be kind of like playing it in my head all day long. Yeah, me too. It's kind of like this pump up type music, you know, it is. It's, it's a great way to start and it's a great way to finish. Yeah. I, I think that it. was awesome that you found that man. Yeah. I that was don't know. Good. It's just, just lucky, I you, guess. You know, you guys may or may not know this, but it's actually very difficult. It took us a long time. It took but a long time to find just the right tune to start with and to end with. And so I just love the tune. Yeah. If yeah. you guys love the tune right now, just say amen wherever you are. Yeah. You know, amen. It's a great tune. So uh, once again, Jay Houck. Justin Houck. Yep. And we are here with Better Together. Yep. Back in the studio. Yeah. It feels good. It does. It always feels good to I be here. I always like being in here. Yep. In our nice, comfortable chairs. Yeah. I know. And you know what? It's going to be different now. So going back to work full time. Mm. Yeah. You're starting now. back up next uh, next week or actually tomorrow, right? Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah, no so, more uh, no more breaks in between. No more breaks in between, so weeks are going to be even busier. Yeah, so we were kind of talking about that, and uh, and how does that kind of make you feel? You know, as your um, as things are beginning to get lifted up a little bit, and like for yeah. you with your work, like they've been spacing it out to where um, it's just you working solo, and now you're going to actually have to work with your team again. And right, how's that making you feel right now? Um, you know what? It was kind of uh, it was kind of weird just kind of weird to be going back to normal. Mm -hmm. And it's weird because this whole coronavirus has pushed us into this new normal, yeah, which is not normal at all. Right. But now it makes us feel uncomfortable to do the normal things. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, it's just, so it's just going to be weird to get back into it and just to be around people. Like I was talking with uh, Zach the other day Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's kind of hard to just like finish a conversation. Right. Like, yeah. You know, because you're excited. Yeah. Well, you finish a conversation, you don't know whether to give a hug. You know, (laughs) that awkward feeling. Yeah. Like elbows or feet or knuckles. Yep. Yep. So there's these weird conversations. And so, I mean, I guarantee at work, you're going to be having a lot of weird conversations like, all right, cool. Later. Yeah. Awkward. You know? It's kind of right. like when you're talking with somebody and you're getting ready to hang up with them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's right. You'll say, all right, cool. Thanks. All right. It's uh-huh. like, a, uh-huh. I love yeah. you. Okay. All right. Just, I'm hanging up now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. That's that is kind of awkward, dude. And it's, it's, uh, it's weird because talking with your wife, talking with Desi, yeah. um, last night and it looks like she's going to be going back to work she's next going month back to work yeah. and she's a dental hygienist and the, yep. the dentist and the dental hygienist and all assistants, they've all been taking a lot of flack, like as being one of the, they're um, the most high risk, one, to of, catch one of the things. highest risks. Right. And so how does that make you feel? Just thinking about with your wife, you know, with my daughter-in-law, uh, going back to work. Well, it was easier for me to just go back. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't worried about it, mm-hmm. honestly, for myself and right. stuff. But just knowing the field that Desi's in mm-hmm. and knowing how high risk it is. Well, the thing is, is that the risk has never changed. Right. It's just now we're aware of it. Yeah, Like exactly. she had the risk before mm-hmm. coronavirus right. to catch anything. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Like, you know, because she's got all the... It's all the aerosols right. that come from the mouth, you know, blood and spit yeah. and 
just everything disgusting. Right. Shooting all over her. All know? over. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, for mommy, I mean, she's been in for my wife, she's right. been in the dental field, uh, for 20 years and mm-hmm. she's telling me, yeah, you know, this is how it's been. Like, I was like, man, right. I can never wear a mask all day. Right. She's like, well, I would always have to wear a mask. And yeah. Like, I can never do that, you know? And, and so now they're making the precautions even stronger. Right. So now it's going to be mask, face shield, yeah. goggles, booties, hair nets, yeah. booties, gowns. Yep. yep. So they're going to be, it's funny because they're, somebody's like, well, now dental hygienists are going to be looking like heart surgeons <laughs> going in for <laughs> yeah. surgery. You <laughs> right. You know, like yeah. the same way all. Yeah. Tightened Dude, up. And, it's going to probably be so hot too. Going uh, into this in the summertime yeah, right now. And you just, know, that's one thing though. Like, have you ever been warm at a dental office? Well, yeah, because I'm always freaking out when I go to a dental office. Well, but. <laughs> see, I get like cold sweats when yeah. I'm at the dental office. <laughs> I get all scared and like, I feel all clammy, but yeah. I'm like freezing. Right, like, right. Well, it's, it's funny because our both of our wives being in the dental field and we yeah, both hate. We both hate. Hate. With a passion going to the dentist. I mean, with the the absolute worst thing. Yeah. Like the smells just make us sick. Yep. But, uh, anyways, yeah, I I think it's kind of odd, man. It's, uh, just thinking about you going back and not having this this time, even though you have a great job, you know, four days on, three days off, you know, and and that's awesome. And then thinking about Desi going back, you know, and Mm -hmm. I've been kind of noticing that people are kind of like their spirits are getting a little more lifted. You know, it's like, yeah, like, you know, um, I think one of my biggest fears out of all this, though, is that everything that everybody has learned through all this is that it's going to be quickly forgotten. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I'm really hoping that people will just um, hold on to the things that they've learned through this. You know, like there's been a great reset that's gone on in this country, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, it's kind of like the last, what I was comparing this to, which is a big difference, but Mm -hmm. was 9-11. Right. And so 9-11 made everybody stop flying. Yeah. You yeah. know, and so that only lasted for a couple of years. Right. If you that, know, yeah. if that. Right. And then everybody's comfortable again. Yeah. It's not hard for us to just slip right back into our old yep. tendency. You yep. know, yep. like it takes a long time to make a habit. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, so you have these people that are probably just going to slip right back into it. And you also have the people who have thought the majority of this was a joke. Right. And yeah. that none of this is real. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to have those people mixed with the people that just slipped. So I think that's probably, and people thought that with 9-11 too. You're right. They thought 9-11 was a hoax. I know. Yeah. And so, you know, so there's a bunch of things like that where people just never believe. Yeah. And so, I don't know. So you'll have that group. Right. Plus the group that will just go back. But I think that, I think that it's going to make some people change. Yeah. It's going to make some people change their habits. Yeah. You know, well, one of the things I really hope that people will do is um, create for themselves an emergency fund. Yeah. And try to live within their means the best that they can. You know, I think that's been one thing that hopefully people have learned out of this is, Mm -hmm. um, you know, family and how important family is. Right. And then also how important it is to have some sort of emergency fund. And have, um, you know, not just live paycheck to paycheck, if possible. Yeah. I know for some it's impossible, but if at all possible, you know, just to try to live within the means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just hard to do. Yeah. Be- being in the country that we're in, right. being in the state that we're in yeah. of California. Yeah. Everything is overpriced. It is. It's and expensive. Every- it's, it's hard to live. Right. 
But like you said, it's all about living within our means. Yeah. You know, the Bible talks about that. Yeah, and it's and the thing is is that if you can't live in your within live within your means, then to try to figure out how to live within your means. Yeah. You know, so if you have to make um like like one of the things that Dave Ramsey talks about is um is making your dollar work for you instead mm-hmm. of you working for your dollar. Mm-hmm. You know, so um every cent needs to be accounted for in a sense, you know. Yeah. And um and if you don't do that, then you're just wasting your money. And I think that so many of us are very wasteful with so many different things, you know, and so it's important just to try to make your dollar work for you. So I'm hoping that that's been something that people have learned Yeah, because we should, I mean, as a country, as a person, you should be able to survive at least a month Yeah, if you don't get any money whatsoever, right? you know, and, um, and I know that's a hard thing to think about if you are one that lives paycheck to paycheck, but that's something that I would really push for you to strive for. Well, it's eye it's eye opening. Yeah, you know, nobody mm-hmm. has ever expected anything like this. No Everybody who, who thinks their job is stable, right, just got like a rain check. You yeah, know? like <laughs> yeah. No, actually, this thing's not stable, right. yeah. and it might not be here when you come back. Yeah, like the problem is, so we got all these layoffs. Yeah, and you have these companies that aren't even going to be able to bring back all of their employees because right. of the hit that they took themselves. Right. Like they might be able to, they might have made it through this. Yeah. But it's going to be a huge hit oh, for yeah. them financially. Right. And so some people aren't going to be coming back to the same job. Right. They're right. going to have to be finding other jobs. And yeah, I know that's that, that's gosh, just got to be so stressful. It's a hard thing to think of and it's, and it has to be very stressful. And, you know, and that's kind of like last week we were talking a little bit about fear and we were talking yeah. about a little bit about faith, you know, and this is where that faith is going to have to come in, you know, and where the fear is going to have to be casted out and there's going to have to be a trust in God with all this. Yeah. And and I really truly believe that this is going to bring people together. Yeah. This is going to bring families together. You know, like there may be a time where, um, where you might have to become a multi-generational family again, mm-hmm. all living together, you know, in order to make things work. Yeah. You know, and, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, you see that in families and they're perfectly fine. They're happy. I mean, we do it. Yeah. And we're perfectly fine and we're happy. You right. Know? I mean, there's times where it's like we would like to have our own space or whatever, yeah. but we're making it work. And that's mm-hmm. just what you do. <clears throat> right. Is you make things work. And, um, and that's a part of living within your means. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully people will look and be creative. I mean, honestly, like it's just humility, like, um, we're hearing a message a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Humility is what's going to push this forward. Right. And so we have to be humble with everything. Well, and just with that same message, how God makes everything good for those who love him. Right. Right. So yep. I love that. How he said yeah. the good's not, it's not here if yet. It's not good yet. Right. Then it's not, it's just not, not here yet. Right. Yep. You know? And yep. so like, maybe, maybe you're in a sucky job yeah. that you hated. Yeah. And maybe the Lord's giving you an opportunity to pursue something that you'd actually want to do. Yeah. Then that would be good. Right. Yeah. Or making more money. Right. That would be good. You know, what's so funny, dude, is if you think about like all the people that have been complaining up until this point, like, I hate my job. I hate my life. I hate this situation. Right. And now they're like desiring to have that back, back, you know, when they hated it. Right. So it's like, it's very confusing. You know, if you don't like it, 
And if now you have the perfect opportunity, I mean, you literally have the perfect opportunity Mm -hmm. to do anything that you want. Like it's wide open to you, Yeah, you know, and nobody's going to think anything of it because we just had this reset. So if Mm -hmm. you say, Hey, I'm going to go and I'm going to become an astronaut. Yeah. Like right on, go after it. it. And nobody would even think anything of it because this is the opportunity, you know, like this is the devil wants us to think that this is the worst situation in the world, Mm -hmm. but God wants us to look to the opportunities, you know, and he wants us to look to him. And that's where the faith and the hope is going to have to come in and it's going to have to come in together, faith and hope, you know, and just cast out that fear and just see what God does. Like, I would love to hear testimonies after this, you know, about what God is doing. Really? I mean, I think it's going to be an amazing thing. Yeah, there's going to be some different stories that come out for sure mm-hmm. from probably just a lot of people that we know. Yeah. And you know what? If you're listening to this and you have a cool story, let us know. Oh, totally. Write us. Yeah. Tell us about it. Yeah, jump and on our Instagram or jump yeah, on our Facebook. We'd love to talk about it with yeah. you. Yeah, because I think that would be cool um, just to hear some different stories. Like that's what we do each week when our, when, in our meetings, you know, at my work, is yeah. we talk about the wins first. Like that's the first thing is you want to talk about the testimonies, you know, because that's what lifts everything up. Yeah. You know, and you get excited like, wow, that's cool. That's cool. Yep. And then you start dealing with the problems, but you have to have the testimonies. That's that's exactly what Chris was talking about a few weeks back was mm-hmm. how the testimonials, knowing that somebody's made it through these difficult times in history yeah. and where they're at now is yeah. so important for us right? because it gives you the hope. Yeah. Yep. Dude, I mean, literally, you know that... I just made this job change. Yeah. Know, basically right before this started. And so well, what was wasn't it February twenty third? Yeah. I think it was your yeah. start date. Yeah. February twenty third. And we went on lockdown date. March like March twelfth or something like that. Something or, like that. It was like two weeks later. And so two or three weeks later when when that happened and everything in my industry just went upside down. Yeah. You, you know, had the rates Rates to the lowest ever in history for one day. Basically you had like, if you blink, then you're messed up Mm -hmm. and then they went spiking Mm -hmm. and they've just been like this roller coaster. They've been cutting loans, you know? And so I have been having to bounce around a little bit and then finally just look to the Lord and be like, Lord, what's going on here? You know, is this, am I in the right place? You know, am I, because I have, there's no trust factor that has been built up yet with this company. Right. So I'm literally having to just totally lean on the Lord and just trust that he has brought me to the right place. And you know, as well as I do, how difficult it's been for me. And yeah. I can't even imagine what other people are going through if anybody else has done a, a career change like that. But I'm telling you guys that I believe that God just wants us to be innovative right now. He wants us to look to him and he's going to push us through this. And we just yeah. need to hold on. Right. It's kind of like, you know, you worked in real estate mm-hmm. um, back in 2008 yeah. when was the last recorded recession, right? basically. Yes. And you guys were able to push through yeah. and make it through that. Right. Yeah. And that was not easy. I mean, there was so many realtors that fell. And I just remember, I remember my very first short sale and I had no idea what it was. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you know, I'm in the midst of the short sale and right. that's what the bank is telling me. And I'm like, okay. And so I literally just kind of fumbled my way through that. Yeah. Got through that short sell. And then next thing you know, I'm taking classes on short sales. And now I'm a specialist and I'm training other people on how to do short sales and how to get them through. And it was just trusting in God. Mm-hmm. You know, I became like this foreclosure specialist and this short sale specialist. Yeah. And that was nothing that I had even known that God was going to send me into. Right. But 
I just followed him. Right. And I believe that's what he's going to do for many others right now. You know, is he's going to lead and he's going to guide. Yeah. And he's just going to take you through. And, and, and it was tough. I mean, it was a lot of faith, you know, and a lot of trust in him. Yeah, that time wasn't all cupcakes and rainbows. I mean, you guys <laughs> had to sell the house that you loved. Yep. Um, move into a definite fixer-upper. Oh, man, yes. 3,500 square feet of fixing up. Right, which is, <laughs> which is crazy that it was you were upsizing the house. Yeah, um, but, but downsizing, but downsizing the, the mortgage feature, payment. Yes. Yeah, features payment and all right. that. So, yeah. but that was the time. Yeah. Yep. Housing was dropping. Yep. You know, but still people had these huge mortgages yep. that they couldn't afford. Right. And so it was just a crazy mix. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, now you have this, which I don't know. Have you heard yet what they're going to do about this? Because I haven't heard quite yet, but you've had these months of loan forgiveness, mm-hmm. right? For uh-huh. So where they're letting people not make payments. Right. So what, like, what's going to be the consequences of that? Cause you know, mm-hmm. none of that comes for free. Right. So, um, so forbearance basically means in the future. So, um, so those, those payments are going to have to be paid back in the future. Yeah. And so what they're talking about there, there's a couple different ways that the banks are saying that they're going to do it. One is they'll put it at the end of the loan, you know, Mm -hmm. which is the best, the best way for people to be able to deal with this. Yeah. Unfortunately, the majority of the banks are going to not necessarily do a balloon payment, like where after the three or four months of forbearance, then you have to pay all that back in one lump. Yeah. But they're going to, um, they're going to try to do some different processes to, um, to make up for it. It's going to be a nightmare. I can tell you that. And if anybody yeah. has done a forbearance, it's a bummer because the rates are going to keep going lower. And, and I don't really kind of want to get into that part, but the rates yeah. are going to get lower and they're not going to be able to do it right. because they've allowed this forbearance. And that's kind of like, in a sense, it's kind of like a deceit, deceiving way of causing people to be in a worse situation. And I believe yeah. that's what the enemy does is the enemy, he's crafty, right? Yeah. And so he he crafts and he comes up with these different methods of making people feel like they're in prison. And so what he's going to do and what is going to happen through all this, I believe, is that people are going to feel like that they're in this prison because now they're going to be even more in debt they're going to, um, their credit is going to uh, drop. They're saying that that's not going to affect it, but I believe that some way and somehow it will, because they were saying the same things back in 07, 08, 09 through 2011. And it did affect the credit, you know? And, um, and so these people are going to feel like that they're in a prison. And then what happens from that when you're in a prison is you start to do things that you typically wouldn't do. And so you start reacting and really that goes back to fear you know, and so people are going to start reacting out of fear and they're going to do things that they're going to regret. And eventually we're probably going to see a lot of bankruptcies again. Mm-hmm. We're going to see a lot of short sales. We're going to see a lot of foreclosures. We're going to see loan modifications. Loan modifications is where they modify the loan to try to help people to survive. The majority of those don't work out. You know, they'll, yeah. they'll start to do a loan mod and eventually they'll give up. And so it's, it's, um, it's going to be a time where people are going to really have to learn how to persevere through all that. And we could talk about that a little bit later on when we start talking about the ox. Yeah, for but sure. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's scary, man. It's scary, but you know what, this is where you just trust in the Lord. And yeah. And if you do fall into that situation, just know 
that it's not the end. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can't even tell you how many people that I walk through with short sales and I walk through with foreclosures and I would tell them, pay all your other debts. You know, the bank's going to tell you, people are going to tell you just to quit paying everything. But I want you to know that this is going to be very short lived. Continue to pay all your other debts. And you will see that in two to three years, you will own another house. And yeah. I would get so excited when those people would come back in two or three years and we get them another house. Yeah. Because it was like, you did what I told you to do and now you're going to get rewarded. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, so many people, they just want to throw in the hat on everything. And don't, don't do that, guys. If you're listening, I mean, obviously you're listening to this right now, <laughs> but don't throw in everything. Don't give up. You know, if you can't make it in one part, then succeed in the other parts. You know, if you can't do this, I mean, the first thing obviously is to make sure that your family is fed. And the second thing is to make sure that they have a roof over their head. Yeah. The, then, then go from there, you know, but feeding the roof, those are two important things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can say it better myself. <laughs> we love to eat and we love to sleep. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eating's definitely a big deal in yes. our household. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about um, some of the experimental vaccines. Like, how do you feel about this? Yeah, so I I was just reading this morning that the human trials had begun um, here in the good old Mm -hmm. United States of America. And um, they're saying that if it is successful, then they can use this for emergency use beginning in September. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, I heard I heard something like that they were testing like three or six hundred people, right? Yeah. And then I was actually watching this thing on um Sunday morning. Yeah. And it was uh I, I don't know, I just love this show because they just get into so many <laughs> different things and and I've never been able to do it because I've always had to prepare, you know, for church. Right. Um so right. now I'm, I'm enjoying this, you know, <laughs> at least for now. Like this is my season right now. Yep. Um, but anyways, they're talking about if they're able to produce some of these vaccines. Yeah. That um that already this one particular lab has a hundred thousand ready to go. Hmm. And that um and they work in six months. So it takes like six months to produce these things. Yeah. And to get it out. And so they already started in January, amazing enough. They wow. started in January, and so by June, they're going to have another like 250,000 prepared. Wow. And so it was kind of interesting because they've been trying to promote this. Um, they've been trying to get this out. Yeah. And then I think, you know, they had heard what was going on in China, and this particular place works globally, so it's not just for the United States. They manufacture it in the United States, but they actually send it out across the world. But anyway, so they Crazy. started preparing knowing that it's going to take six months to get it out. So let's hope it works, man. That's what's so crazy with this is the timeline. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody knows the time. Like no. you every day it's like, Oh, this may have been around since September, October in the United States. Yeah. And, and the government knew about it, <laughs> yeah. you know, like and yeah. they didn't tell us, and, right. you know, and look at, we made it through that time. Fine. So why yeah. can't we make it through now? Right. Yeah. It's just so crazy. All of this hard, stuff, man. man. It is hard, dude. But you know, the good thing is the thing, the, the facts that we know yes. is number one, there's a virus, right? Number two, people are dying from that virus. Yes. Number three is we are going to need a vaccine for the virus. Right. Just like we have for everything else. Yeah. Now, it's going to be your choice whether you want to take it or not, just like all the other vaccines, yep. you know, but here, this is where we're at. Dude, mommy and I were talking about this uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, we were talking about vaccines. 
Yeah. And do you remember when we went out there to Oklahoma to that tornado? And what did we do? What was one of the very first things that we had to do? First thing, we all lined up and they gave us a... uh, Tetanus shot. Tetanus shot. Right? Because why? Because there was nails that we're going to be stepping on. Not snails, but nails. Snails, nails. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. And so we wanted to make sure that we were preventive. Yeah. And we didn't question it or anything like that. And you know what? I know that I stepped on at least three nails that went deep into my skin. Oh, yeah. And uh, and I wasn't worried about it because I had a tetanus shot. Yeah. Like, yeah, whatever. You know, so if they come up with a vaccine, I could almost guarantee you that I'm going to be taking that. Yeah. You know, and just like that way I won't have to worry about it. Well, but that's going to be the controversy, dude. Right. And that's, that is going to be just one controversy to the next. Yeah. You know, people yeah. are never happy with with whatever happens. I mean, yeah. I, I like I know with Desi and I for vaccines for the kids, like yeah. that was a huge controversy. Dude, and huge. it's still it. Like, yeah. well, for everybody, a lot right. of families, new families and everything. It's a huge controversy. Right. And so, you know, people are saying like, OK, well, um, they are. Uh, who was it? Um, Bill Gates, right? Yeah. Bill right. Gates. Bill Gates is going to develop this vaccine and yeah. he's going to put a chip in it. And <laughs> so it's going to hold all your information and you're going to, if you take that vaccine, you're taking the mark of the End beast. Times. Yeah. Well, yeah. people, you need to worship the beast in order to take the mark right. of the beast. You're accepting it. Right. You're yes. saying, I choose Satan. Right. You're, you're, yeah. When you take that mark of the beast, you're literally denying God. Right. Yeah. On the spot. Yeah. So if you're taking a vaccine, I'm not going to like God's, there's not going to be somebody standing there like, Hey, are you going to choose to worship God or are you going to choose to not? If you deny Jesus, then you can take this vaccine. Right. I mean, if it's like that, then obviously we're not going to take the vaccine. It's like, take me home now, Lord. Yeah. It's like peace. I'm right. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's funny how, how you, there, it's, How you get yeah. the extremists that come right. out. There's extremists. You and know, and it's, it's cool to see. It's, it's cool. That That is what social media was created for, right? Yeah. For totally. everybody to have a platform. You have your platform. You have your opinion. Everybody can speak yep. their voice. Yep. Hey, maybe start a podcast. Yeah, dude. Start just, telling people about all it. All you do is just need to, if you don't like it, just block them. Yeah. You don't have to look at it. Right. That's, that's what's so cool about God giving us choices. Yeah. Freedom. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... So that that was our that's our opening for today. that's our opening for today. Um, Dude, let's we, do some table talk. Yeah, we got some table talk. Um, so just from what we've been talking about with the restrictions lifting. Yeah. Okay. So you have a story about I do restrictions. Yes. And lifting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm in Lowe's a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And you know what, guys? This is like. Um, I don't know. It's probably a little weird to talk about, but you know, naked and unashamed, right? We can talk about what we want. Yeah. I mean, our girls basically does. He was like, I can't believe that your dad's going to tell this story. Yeah. Well, like, Hey, sorry. We're naked and unashamed on this podcast. This is fun stuff. People want to know. Yeah. Okay. So this is one of those things where I'm just kind of wondering how you guys are going to handle this. Okay. So walk into Lowe's a couple weeks ago and I have to go to the bathroom. Mm Mm-hmm. So I've been touching, you know, product and stuff like that, like looking at different things. So I go in there and I'm like, hmm, maybe I should wash my hands before I go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I go, I wash my hands and there's a dude next to me that works at Lowe's and he's washing his hands. And I'm thinking to myself, if I worked here at Lowe's, I'd probably come in here every hour and just wash my hands. Right. Just keeping it clean and all safe. that stuff. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm thinking that he's doing. 
All right, so I get done washing my hands. He gets done washing his hands, and we both head to the, the uh, urinal, right? We go, mm-hmm. go to the bathroom, get done, and then I go back, and I'm thinking, should I wash my hands again? And I'm like, yeah, I should wash my hands again. So then I go and wash my hands again, right? right? And then he does the same thing. He comes back and washes his hands. And so I'm like, hey, what's up, man? You know, And he's like, what's up, dude? Yeah. And he's like, I can't believe that we're at the time where we have to do a double wash mm. in the restroom. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, double wash, man. That's a great way of saying it, double you know, wash. double wash. And so I walk out of there and I'm pleased with myself. You know, I'm like, you feel I, clean. I feel clean. You know, I feel like I didn't infect anything in me and I'm not going to infect anybody else, you know, and, and I'm clean. Like I'm walking out of the restroom clean. Yeah. All right. Fast forward a couple of weeks. So okay. go to Lowe's again uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. And while I'm at Lowe's, I have to use the restroom again. Yep. So I go in there and I'm like, I'm going to wash my, I'm going to do I'm the gonna double, do wash. double wash, double yep. wash. So I go in there and I do the first washing and then I, I notice that there's some, you know, other guys at the urinal. And so then I go and, and I get in my spot and, uh, and I, and I'm and they get done and they literally just walked out and I'm hmm. like, Oh, that's gross. Yeah. Then, so I turn around and I do another double wash, you know, and then, <laughs> which this is, you know, just for girls. Yeah. This is something they may not know. Right. They're in the stall. Yeah. They're like locked behind doors, right? right. They don't know what's going on out there. Yeah. They don't know if girls are just walking, walking out. Walking out, not washing their hands. But as guys, we get the opportunity to it's kind obvious. of check things out. Yeah. You're kind of seeing what's going on around you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and you know, and. And so I was seeing people come in there, not even doing a single wash at all. So, so some people are choosing to do the extreme and they're just saying, I'm doing no wash. Right. And so, you know, what came to my mind, dude, was this one word, pride. Hmm. And you may be wondering, like, why is he thinking pride? And I'm thinking this because you think that you're so good that you're not dirty, that you don't need to wash your hands. And so what are they doing is they're going out and they're exposing others, yeah. the workers. Right. And say, dude, they go and grab uh, duct tape and they're like, no, I don't need duct tape and put it down. Mm. And then I go behind them and I like, I need duct tape. And so I grab it and they didn't wash their hands. So now what's just happening? Disgusting. Now right, you dude. have, now you got their pea juice all over you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And so I'm just saying that, that I think that what's going to happen out of this coronavirus yeah is that um is that one is that either people are going to get a lot healthier yeah or two is they're just going to flat out deny it and i think that Mm -hmm. the people that are denying it honestly are the ones that are full of pride and they're not looking out i mean because when you wear a mask you're wearing a mask for others right you're not wearing it for yourself you're wearing it for others exactly and if you don't wear your mask and I feel so bad because sometimes I'll forget to turn on my, you know, to put my mask. Like I went through drive through oh, yeah. uh, the other day and I forgot to put on my mask and I feel so bad afterwards. I was like, dang it, I forgot to put on my mask because mm-hmm. I don't want to be so prideful that I'm just, you know, not doing this. And so yeah. that's the table talk. You know, it's like, do you double wash? Do you at least single wash? At you know, least. are you going to allow your pride to rise up and think that you don't need to wash at all? That was like this guy, um, Yesterday, Des and I went to Stater Brothers, and um, I was at the meat counter, and, you know, everybody's wearing their mask that works there. I'm wearing my mask, and this old man comes up, not wearing a mask, you know, and he's just, like, standing right next to me. Gets in your space. Getting in my space, you know, and I'm just like, man, 
seriously, like what's, what's up with this dude? Like you're old. First of all. Yeah. Like if, if you could get coronavirus, you probably, right. You're probably going to, if you're going to be like sitting here with no mask on, you know, and being in Stater Brothers, which is (laughs) busy, right? A lot of people going in and out of there. You want to talk about a place for disease and infections. I mean, grocery stores are just terrible right right now. Yep. But I mean, it's always been like that. Yeah. Right. There's nothing you can do about it. It's just what, what you got to deal with being in there. Right. Use some hand sanitizer after, you know? Um, but yeah, so, and it was funny cause that was, that's what I was thinking. I was just like, man, that's, that's a lot of pride. Yeah. Like right. you're prideful that no, this disease can't touch me. Yeah. And you're prideful that you're not going to protect others. Yeah. Right. If you can. Right. Like, I think that like, that's the main part about this that kind of makes me just upset with yeah. some people is yeah. when they're, when they're just blatantly like, this isn't real. And I'm, I'm not going to do anything about it to help myself or others around me. Right. Yeah. And that, that is what has led to having so many deaths and stuff. And I know that, you know, people are saying now that the numbers are all miscued, that they were saying every death that's been happening during Mm -hmm. this time has been Mm COVID-19 and all that. And yeah, but the thing is though, is there are people that yeah. have had their family members pass away because right. of this. Yeah. That is a fact. Right. And so I'm guarantee if any one of those people that have lost somebody, yeah. like you go up and, and try you to tell, tell them, them yeah, yeah, you tell them, hey, dude, you know, your mask is stupid. Yeah. Take it off. It's right. not doing anything. Yeah. Or why are you even acting like, like, it's just all pride. Right. Everybody, yep. anybody totally who's kind of taking that stance, I feel like is just like a pride stance. Yep. yep. And it's just like, let's just go on living our lives yeah. and trying to make it the best for ourselves and right. for others around us. Yes. Yeah. You know, like it's not that hard. No. Well, it's kind of like, you know, uh, cleaning your space and cleaning the space next to you. Right. You know, it's, it's like, why not just go that extra mile, you know, and yeah. try to help out. But you're right, dude. And, and you, we all know that pride goes before the fall, Yeah, you know, and that's, and that's just what's going to happen. But dude, let's talk about, um, the ox again. Okay. So we, we talked about this a, a few weeks ago, right? Yeah. Um, and, and the ox and just the, uh, the apostleship and mm-hmm. just, um, what the ox does and how the ox just kind of pushes, pushes through and just makes things happen. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's a ox anointing, um, which for me, you know, an ox never really meant anything to me <laughs> yeah, right. before reading this book yeah, or, yeah. you know, hearing about this book and stuff. And right. so the author, Ryan Lestrange, really just breaks this down in a cool way. He does. Thinking about an ox. Yeah. So the ox behavior is one of basically um, apostle mm-hmm. or a prophet, mm-hmm. but it's mainly a way of the apostles. Right, right. It's kind of what it seemed like. Yeah. Yeah, and apostles are kind of like pioneers, right? Yeah. I mean, they they... I mean, apostle, what does that mean to be sent? You know, right. that's the, the quick little breakdown of an apostle is to be sent. And so yep. a lot of times apostles, they'll, they'll go into areas where people don't want to go into, Yeah, you know, and, um, it's, it's, uh, it's a calling, it's an anointing, it's a right. gift, you know, it's a gift to the church really. I mean, that's what it talks about in Ephesians that, that Christ gave some to be 
apostles. Yeah. Some to be prophets, some right. to be pastors, some to be evangelists, and some to be teachers. Like that's a gift from Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. you know, that we get to receive. And it's not like anything that you can earn. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like that you start off as, as a, um, you know, as a teacher and work your way up to an apostle. Right. You know, it's, right. it's nothing like that. It's a gift that's given by Jesus for the church. Yeah. And so basically, so dad, you, you kind of got into this fivefold ministry probably yeah. about two years ago. You're right. Yep. I would say. Yep. And, um, it's really cool when you start reading about it and hearing about it. And, um, it just kind of makes you want to be like, okay, where do I fit in? <laughs> yeah. Like, what am I? What, what am I? Yeah. yeah. What, what, do you, what, what do you think what, I am? Yeah. Yeah. What, 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 uh, what shows, you know, what do I do? And, and so it's funny, yeah, because my buddy Rory, you know, he's a um, pastor over there yeah. and uh, the other side of town. Right. And um, and he always tells me, you know, that like, man, you got the apostleship in you, you know, and it's yeah, and it's really because it's a pioneer, you know, it's it's right. It's, um, it's it's, it's not, breaking the ground, right? You're moving forward, it's, right? It's the forward thinking, yeah. And you go into and you go into areas, you know, where where you're not necessarily afraid to go into, you know, and, um, and it's just, you just get the visions from God and God just pushes it, you know, kind of like an ox, right? You just go and you just start treading the dirt, you know, and just start breaking down those weeds and just go into areas, you know, where it's like, there's, you know, maybe some people will think like, what the, you know, what are you doing? You know? Mm -hmm. And, and next thing you know, they, they see this, this vineyard, you know, or they see this, right. you know, this lettuce that starts growing or these strawberries, you know, that were never there or, or whatever, you know, and it's, and it's because you're a pioneer. Yeah. Yeah. So the oxes, you know, they're, they're known to be laborers. Yeah. The actual ox, the yeah. animal itself right. is known to be a laborer. It's a yeah. plowing animal and it's very valuable yeah. back in the day. But oh, yeah. like you said, the oxes, they would send them into the hardest of the fields and they'd work tirelessly mm-hmm. and you know there was just kind of nothing that would hold them back from right. getting their job done. Yeah. And so just like the apostles, apostles are valuable. Yeah. You know, they're they're being sent out right into these difficult fields like so um when you think of the apostleship, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So how did you come into that? And how do you feel like you were able to use your gifts as an apostle mm-hmm. in the church and out of the church? Yeah. So, um, man, that's, that's a tough one. Um, so I think one of the hard things about like when you have a calling yeah, is people don't always understand it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I didn't understand, you know, because as you're saying, I really didn't start studying this until about two or three years ago. Right. I mean, literally, I'd get to Ephesians, um, what is it, 4? Oh, gosh. Is it 4, 11 or something like that? Anyways, um, when it talks about when it talks about some to be apostles, you know, about the gift that Christ gave you and, um, and how some are, uh, are called to be um, apostles. Hold on, guys. I'm just trying to look this up <laughs> real quick while I'm, while I'm talking. Yeah, it's a 411. He himself gave some to be apostles, some yeah. prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers mm-hmm. for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying, the building up of the body of Christ. And so I remember when I would get to that part and I would be teaching that, 
Yeah. Because you know, I've taught Ephesians a couple different times. Yeah. That I'd literally just kind of skip over that apostles and the prophets part. And I would yeah. just move on down to because you just kind pastors, of think teachers, of right. what was in the Bible. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah there was apostles. And right. Because you think of Apostle Paul, you think, right. you know, Peter, you, you know, Prophet those are apostles. Elisha, those were ones that were actually with Jesus during that time. And so mm-hmm. that was like one of the ways in order to be called an apostle back then, you know, was they had certain things, certain criteria. Yeah. So I would kind of just, elaborate on that part a little bit, but I wouldn't think about for today. Yeah. Until I really came across this and I started looking at this and, and the thing is, is that when Christ calls you into things is that not everyone, like I said a minute ago, is that not everyone's going to understand your calling. Yeah. And so the unfortunate part about the apostle is it's really misunderstood because you, like you said, you will keep going until the job gets done. Yeah. You know, like, like you will be that labor, you will be that forerunner, you will be basically doing whatever it takes to make sure that it happens. And so if it's not done right, and if you, one of the things I learned is that if you don't start building that fivefold where you have others, you know, like the prophets and the pastors and yeah. the evangelists and the teachers all come alongside, then you end up taking on all five of those folds and it wears you out mm-hmm. and it wears you out. You could go for only for so long. And then eventually you're just going to get too tired, you know, because an ox, even an ox needs to take a break. Yeah. You know, and, um, and then the other thing is, is that people aren't going to understand you necessarily because they're going to think that you're a one man show. Yeah. But really you're just doing what it takes to get it done. Not right. necessarily that you're being a one man show, but you just want to make sure that it gets it done. So in the church, uh, starting the church, you know, building the church, starting a youth group before building the youth group, yep. you know, is that, um, is, is, a lot of those things I didn't necessarily understand until now, you know, is that, yeah. that that actually was a calling that, and that actually is a gift that God has given me, you know, is to go into these areas and do these different things, you know, um, even going back to business, mm-hmm. you know, like starting up businesses, you know, starting up going into areas like you were talking about earlier with the short sales and foreclosures, you know, going into yeah. areas that are unknown and pushing my way through to that, you know, coming into becoming a lender now, you know, like I'm literally mm-hmm. like, I don't know, maybe one day I could talk about that, but I'm in the shower and I hear the Lord saying, I want you to become a lender. And I'm like, what? And next thing you know, I'm pushing through to become a lender, you know, mm-hmm. and nobody understands why I don't even understand why, but other than it's just God calling me into doing that and pushing through that, you know? And so it not only works like with, um, in the church, but I also believe that it works in your life as well. Yeah. Like God has us, God has people called to be pioneers. Right. Like you're a pioneer, like starting up this podcast, you know, you mm-hmm. had, you knew nothing about this podcast, but right. we both wanted to do it. So yeah. you searched out, you've been doing all these different things on trying to figure out how to start it, mm-hmm. even though none of us know anything about it. Yeah. And here we are on our eighth podcast. Yeah. That's a pioneer. You know, that's being an ox. That's, yeah. that's the gift, you know, that's, that's being an, an apostle in a sense and just forging through going where mm-hmm. God has sent you to go. And maybe not everybody's going to understand it. And that's the hard part, you know, and it's not like that we use that title or anything like that, or we go around and say, Oh, I'm this and this, you know, yeah. we just do what God calls us to do. And right. that's just the gift that he's given us. Yeah. I mean, like in the world, you have a lot of entrepreneurs that probably mm-hmm. have this ox anointing Yes, and that have, you know, started these companies small companies that have grown into major things yeah. and stuff like all, everybody on the shark tank basically. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yep. And then in the church, I mean, uh, Chuck Smith, right. Yeah. Chuck Smith, Gosh, he guy. was, he was a total apostle, right? but you know, he was also, 
it was it was kind of cool because he moved from an apostle, yeah, um, probably to a teacher, yeah, and then I bet probably towards like the end, yeah, maybe he was a pastor, yeah, like, right. yeah, you know, and there there is gonna probably be different points in your life, yeah, where you might be in a different right area of that fivefold Gifting ministry, calling. right, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, your calling changes, oh yeah, yeah. Well, look at stay, us now. Stay water, right? Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, look at us now, and you know, we'll have to continue on with this, uh, with with this ox mentality. But yeah, one of the things I know that an ox will do is persevere. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I'd like to share a story about that next week. Okay. But I want to I want to tell you this little thing that happened to me this morning. Yeah. And you know, because I took a picture of it and sent it to you. Oh yeah. But I'm out for my jog. I'm, I'm having a jog now, right? I'm having to mm-hmm. work my way up to jog because it's just, you know, that's I what know. I'm going to have to do. And so anyways, it's kicking my butt. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm out for my <laughs> jog and I'm like, Lord, I just need to see you, you know, like I just need to hear from you. And, um, and I get to this part and I look over and I see a deer. And so I stop and I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. And then I see another one and I see another one and I see another one. So next thing I know, I see five deer. You generally see one or two, yeah. you know, um, in this area, but I yeah. see five of them. And so I'm looking at through this fence, right? Cause there's this fence up. Yeah. So I'm looking at through it through. And so then I do Marco Polo to you guys, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. like, look at how cool this is, you know, and I'm trying to zoom in as best I can through this fence. Right. Right. So it's like this obstructed view that you guys are getting and that I'm getting as well. Cause there's this fence in the way, mm-hmm. but I don't want to move any further because I'm afraid that if I move further that they're going to get scared and run away. So I get done with my time with the deer, you know, hanging out and just thanking the Lord for showing me these deer, you know, and just deer to me is always just a way of God saying like, Hey, I'm with you. You know, this is, this is like, it's, it's good. You know, like I always love to see deer cause it just feels like, it feels like peace. It does. It's you a know? peaceful thing. Just to look at them, watch them, how they stride, you know, and just, I just know that God, it's God's creation, you know? And so it's just a yeah. reminder to me that I'm going to be okay. So then I get done and then I move literally 10 feet forward and the fence is gone and the deer is still there. And now I have this unobstructed view. <laughs> And I think that happens to so many of us so many times, but is that I think that we, we will stop like God gives us this gift or he gives us his blessing and we'll stop and we don't want to anything to mess it up. So we just will take the obstructed gift, you know, the mm. obstructed view, like there's a fence in the way, but, but we're just so afraid that, that if we go any further, that it's going to mess it up, you know? And I think that that's one of the things that I really want us to take away today is keep going, you know, yeah. like take those extra 10 steps. Don't be afraid that the gift that God has for you is going to be taken away just because you keep going. Like you don't have to stop where you are. Keep going, keep persevering. Because for me, I kept persevering. If I would have just walked a little bit further, you guys would have had an yeah. unobstructed Marco Polo. But yeah. instead I was too afraid that these deer were going to run away and these deer were a gift from God. Yeah. So God's not going to take away that gift just because you keep going, you know, like he wants you to have that uninstructive view. He mm-hmm. wants you to have that gift with nothing in the way, like no prison, no offense, nothing that's going to block it. And he wants us to have that. And that's what I think an ox will do is an ox will keep going. Mm. will keep persevering, knowing that they have a place to be. They have this job to do and they know that nothing's going to get in its way. 
And that's what we need to do is we need to persevere. You know, we can't faint in the day of adversity because then our strength is small. Like we need to keep pushing through so that we have that unobstructed view. Yeah. Take those 10 extra steps in your faith. Right. Those 10 extra steps into the hope. Yes. Right. You know, it's the cool part about your relationship with God. Yeah. Is that no matter what you put into it, he's going to put back into you. Right. You know, it's not a one way relationship. If you dive into him, he's going to dive into you. Yep. Yep. And it makes you feel so good. Yeah. You know, just getting to that point with him. Right. So take those extra steps. Yeah. Don't hold back. Right. Yeah. You know, especially during this time right now, like, I know that like this time has been awesome for us. And I think that's what makes me sad that it's coming to an end. Right. Because this time has been awesome for us. We've we've been able to really just dive. We started this podcast during this time. Yeah. We've had um, Bible studies as a family during this time. Um, Just my personal relationship with the Lord has been able to improve during this time. Yeah. And it could be the same for anybody listening. Right. You know, like maybe, maybe this has been a good time. I use this time as a reset. Oh yeah, dude. You know, and there's still time. Yeah. There's still time. You can still take those steps into your faith. You can still take the step maybe into starting a relationship for the first time with Christ. Right. Yeah. There's never a time better than now. Oh man. Right. Yeah. You know, if you hear that voice and, and how do you know if you hear that voice, you know, it's just a voice that is telling you like, I want you. Yeah. You know, like I want you to do this. Like I remember that for me, you know, it was like, like when I was thinking about, you know, what the pastor was saying, you know, and he was preaching about Jesus and I was like, uh, Jesus, you know, like, I don't want to (laughs) hear any more about Jesus, you know? And, and all of a sudden I just felt this really comfortable peace. Like, I want you to make this step, Yeah, you know? And it was like, and I didn't know what I was doing. Like literally, like I, I was probably your your most ignorant person with religion yeah, or with relationship or any of that, you know, to come to Christ. But all I did was I just listened to that voice, you know, and it says, mm-hmm. if you listen to this voice, you know, do not harden your heart because each time that we deny that voice that is saying, come to me, you know, like right now, if you're hearing that Jesus is saying, come to me, you know, and you're like shutting it down each time that you shut it down, you're hardening your heart, mm-hmm. you know, each time that you don't open up your hearting in your heart. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, yeah, man, if this is, if, if you've never done that before, then take that step. Just say, Lord, I want you to be Lord of my life, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he will become the Lord of your life and yeah. then watch out from there. Yeah. <laughs> you could have this ox anointing and start yeah. forging start new church and, and, Oh, man. Yeah. Start yeah just church. drive your family crazy. And so anyways, but next week. Yes. Talk about an ox. Next week, we got somebody on who has the ox anointing. Yeah. I'm super Sports excited. Pass in this community. Yep. And it's going to be great. So tune in next week, everybody. Yep. And that's going to be it for this week. Okay. Yep. Open hearts, open minds, forge ahead, yes. forge new past. Yes. Get the ox anointing. Take that extra step. Take the extra step. Step. Steps. Keep your eyes open to yeah. what God has for you. Listen to his voice. Listen to his voice. Yeah. And, and that's it. Yep. Amen, man. Amen. So remember, remember guys, guys, in the, in the midst, midst of life storms, storms, we are always better together. together.